Uh, uh, hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, June 3rd, the return of Trevor Plouffe. It's sweep week. John Boy broke his tooth. Let's go. And welcome back to Talking Baseball, a sultry Friday episode presented to you by SeatGeek. Go talking if you're ever looking to save a couple shekels on tickets. 20 bucks, whoops. Myself, Jake Ronald Storielli, born on my Uncle Ronnie's birthday. Otherwise, I would have been Jake Charles. Big Baby David producing his butt off in the corner and returning the king of Italy, Trevor Plouffe, with his little hot boy cup. Trev, what's up, dude? Bienvenuto. Yes, see. I'm back. My, uh, I'm full of espresso. I, I don't know what time it is, really. I'm, yeah. I'm on that whole like jet lag thing, which I don't really believe in, because if you <laughs> think something, you can make it happen. I'm already back on L.A. time. You think jet lag is going to slow me down, Jake? No. I'm bringing the absolute energy to the show today. Okay, we got BBD stimulator at the end. Boner for everyone because of that already. Plus, like you said, it was sweep week. I'm getting caught up on the games. I didn't get to watch a ton of baseball in Italy. My chat already said they got my back today. So as we're going through the, the recaps and talking about all this stuff, just know that it's me and the chat today. I love How you it, doing, bro. I I love it. I'm good, man. I'm good. My Yanks are good. They're a part of Sweep Week. Uh, got to be a part of that yesterday. Uh, after this episode, I am heading down to Georgia. Kelsey Wingert's wedding this weekend. My girl. Uh, there's some rumors that I'm pretty close to a guy played baseball who's goes by the name Chipper. Um, so I might be. Might be hanging out with some friends this weekend. Uh, so You and Chipper Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you don't bring two gloves and a ball and ask Chipper to play a little catch with you, <laughs> I'm be real disappointed. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I kind of have to do that, huh? <laughs> Kelsey would love that. Um, so I'm excited. Big weekend on deck. John Malope, uh, last night, he met up with us at the Yankee game. And as he walked in, he said, I think my tooth just broke. Um, so his tooth broke. He, he had a dentist appointment this morning. Uh, we might get some live updates from him, depending what he's doing. But, you know, it's summertime. We're scrambling. Trev's back. John's all right. BBD and I built differently. Diehards will, will recall. I had, I had the same tooth break thing happen yeah. on, on a tooth of the procedure. Uh, back in the Arizona times, we checked out the Mario Kart tournament. Yeah, you were playing a big hurt night for in me. Arizona. You were playing hurt. So, um, and you know, glad he's getting ahead of it. When me and Trev get off our leash a little bit, things kind of get heavy. We've already talked pre-show about dinosaurs and feathers, and are we living in a simulation? So there'll be some of that probably throughout the episode today. Um. Trev, I'm excited for you to catch up on, like, the baseball landscape because it's just tough. You get away from it, a lot happens. 
Guys are studs. Guys aren't studs anymore. Girardi's out. I've been I've been following along. I haven't just missed it completely. I have my phone with me there, checking the scores and stuff. But yeah, like this is going to be a nice little uh, you know get back into the swing of things. Ep for me, Girardi out. I mean, we're not going to start talking about that now, are we? I got a lot to say about that, man. No, I I, I think we'll get there. I think it'll be a part of the episode because I the talking baseball faithful. No, I kind of run hot on Dombrowski for some reason. I don't I don't normally hold a lot of salt. Piss and vinegar for a person. I guess it's probably tied to Red Sox stuff. Um, but yeah, man, Girardi's out. And we're starting to see, like, not only was this sweep week, but there's some big win streaks right now. There's some big lose streaks right now. Like, summer's here. June, Trev. Like, Minnesota, Trevor Plouffe. Like, you're playing some games in May that it's still rainy and 50. June's here. It's beautiful. Hit a couple dingers. Maybe head out to one of Maurer's lake houses after the game. I don't know. If if you're not going now, I don't yeah. know if you get going. This is the part of the season where we see, yeah. you know, the cream rising to the top. Now, that being said, Angels on a big losing streak, I don't think that's going to continue. Yeah. Shout out the Yankees for just absolutely demoralizing them a little bit. Let's get back into the baseball. Let's just go, man. Let's do it, Trev. I think I'm hitting lead off, right? You're hitting leadoff today, uh, and the AL, NL, and IL recaps are brought to you by Mizzen in Maine. Um, I've been Mizzen in Maine in all week, going back to my uh, bachelor party last weekend. It's all I wore. I was wearing it this week. They had a well-dressed Wednesday. When we were in it, in Arizona, when BBD was on Broken Tooth Watch, he passed it to Jim, uh, we set up a little backyard gal- golf challenge. A little backyard golf challenge. You Don't you know... Uh, Mizzen in Maine, Peter Moylan and Jerry Blevins were challenging some MLB stars, and I think King BBD got in the mix there a little bit. Whoops. Uh, Josh Hader, uh, Chad Pinder, mm. Matt Chapman, Matt Olson. Mm. The boys were hanging out. Uh, Ian Happ, they're really fun videos. I mean, it, the Talking Baseball and John Boy Media crew, you guys all know Jerry and Peter, that they're the best. And they're yucking it up with the guys. Really well done, well-made content. And by the way, Mizzen and Maine, they are the absolute best. It's all I packed for this weekend. Uh, their dress shirts are machine washable. We like that. Save yourself a little trip to the dry cleaner. Um, I only had one suit option for Kelsey's wedding because uh, my other suits were dirty and just yelled at me because I'm just a dumb, <laughs> dumb boy. Um, but Mizzen is lightweight, breathable, moisture-wicking. You know, if if John Boy wears it in the summer, which he has been, you know it's a comfy suit. Sure. My guy doesn't mess around with the uncomfy stuff. So go check out the Backyard Golf videos. Head to mizzeninmain.com. Use code JOHNBOY15 to get 15% off. Thank you, Mizzen in Maine. Um, was, uh, we uh we held a little sales event this week at the stadium. A couple couple Mizzen people came through. Lauren, uh, they're good people. They like what they're we're doing. We love what they're doing. Uh, so go check them out. John Boy 15, 15% off. Shout out Mizzen and Maine, baby. And starting out with the NL, let me start my timer. Here we go. The Pirates went into Los Angeles and Dodgers. We're going to start it off with a what is you doing, baby? The Pirates sweep 
The Dodgers, 6-5-5-3-8-4. The Dodgers hadn't been swept at home since August 2018. They hadn't been swept by Pittsburgh at home since September 2000. Y2K, people, where were you when that happened? The Dodgers starters, not so hot in this series. They pitched to a 5-8-2 ERA. Pirate starters, 3-6. Let's go, people. Bueller goes six innings pitch, four earned runs in the first game. It was Michael Perez. He had the game-tying RBI single, and the Pirates scored the go-ahead run on that Freeman air in the ninth. That was game one. Game two, Keller goes five innings pitch with two earned runs to best Urias. And Chavez had the go-ahead two-run home run in the first. The Dodgers offense did not show up here. Uh, the third game, Quintana went four and a third, two earned runs, and Reynolds had the go-ahead two-run homer in the fifth. But my goodness, Doyers. Kershaw and Muncy will be coming back soon, so that is good news for them. Moving on, in sweep week, the Padres went into St. Louis, and guess what? They got their ass swept too. NL West, what is you doing? Baby, NL Central's hot in the streets right now. 6-3 Cardinals, 3-2 Cardinals in 10 before 5-2 Cardinals in game three. Cardinals starting pitchers did the damn thing. Martinez goes six innings pitched with three earned runs in the first game. Wayno might hear more about him later. Seven innings pitched, no earned runs, 10 Ks in game two before Hudson goes seven innings pitched with one earned run in game three. Uh, some other news from here, Padres, DFA Cano, thank goodness. Uh, but my Cardinals get the sweep of the Padres. Another sweep, Nationals go into... New York and get swept by the Mets. Not shocking here. This was an absolute Donnie Brook one-sided affair. 13-5 Mets, 10-0 Mets, 5-0 Mets. Jake, are you ready for the national starting pitchers ERA? Maybe. 14.46. It didn't happen for them. It did not happen for the Nationals here. We might see more of that this year. The Mets get the sweep. We'll talk more about all this, but they just got their butts kicked, the Nationals. My goodness. Moving on, Philadelphia. Gabe Kapler's Giants go in, and they take two out of three from his former team. 5-4 Giants in 10. 7-4 Giants in 11. That's demoralizing for Philly. Philly did win the last game 6-5. Game one, Casali with the go-ahead two-run homer in the 10th. Longoria had the go-ahead homer in the 9th. Then Schwarber tied it back up with a homer off of Webb, attempting the complete game. Blah, blah, blah. Philly's lost. Giants won. Junis goes four and a third, one earned pitch to the Giants on game, game, in game two. Nola goes six innings pitch, gives up five uh, going up against Rodon, who went five innings pitch with one earned run uh, in game three. Phillies, new manager. Kind of Phillies, what is you doing, baby? But they've just been doing it all season long, I guess. I don't know. Giants take two out of three from Philadelphia. Moving on, Braves go into Phoenix to take on the D-backs and the D-backs. D-backs, your snakes, Jake, took two or three from the defending champs. 6-2 D-backs. That was with Gallon pitching, obviously. 8-7 D-backs and 10 in game two before the Braves won game three. 6-2 nothing. I said Gallon, five and two-thirds, two earned run. He went up against Strider. That guy's pretty damn good. You seen him pitch? Yeah. Four and a third innings, five earned runs for him, though. That was not a good start. Uh, D-backs take two out of three. What else is there to talk about? Eh, we'll talk about more later. Brewers at Cubs. They split the series. We don't like to talk about series splits. 7-6 uh, Brewers, 3-1 Brewers, and the Cubs won the next two games. 8-7 Cubs, 4-3 Cubs in extra innings. That was 10 of them. Who had the walk-off there? Who had the walk-off? 
Christopher Morrell walked off sack fly after Contreras and motioned him to breathe before they. I did see that. That's I nice. tell Teddy, take a deep breath, buddy. That was nice uh, mentorship right there, Contreras. Uh, series split. Before we move on, Marlins at Rockies. Rockies take two out of three from the Fish. Seven one Rockies, and then it was fourteen one Marlins, and then thirteen to twelve Rockies. Someone had three homers in that game. We'll talk about it. Rockies take two of three, and that, my friends, is what happened in the National League. Beautiful stuff, Trevor. Beautiful stuff, Trev. Uh, that Jesus Sanchez 500-foot ding-dong. Holy smoke. I saw that one. Whew. He turned on it. Yeah, he sure did. Got his hands in. Uh, <laughs> Trev, your National League standings. The New York Metropolitans are 35-18, and 18, and they are nine and a half games up on the Atlanta Braves, followed by... The Philadelphia Phillies, who are 22 and 29, 12 games back. Uh, the Marlins are tied at 12 games back with them. The Washington Nationals, 17 back at 18 and 35. Brewers and Cardinals remain atop the NL Central, and that's obvious. The Pittsburgh Pirates stay game up on the Cubbies. Um, Cincinnati Reds playing a better brand of baseball, but still 18 and 32, bringing up the rear. And in the left coast, the Dodgers are 34 and 17. A little, what is you doing, baby? Pirates. Uh, Padres are 30 and 21, four games back. Gabe Kapler's Giants are 27 and 23. My Snakes, 25 and 27. And the Rocks are 11 games back, 23 and 28. Uh, Trevor Plouffe, while well, you were going through that so beautifully, what, um, where do you want to go? What series do you want to talk about? Let's go Cron Prod here. Okay. I think um, we got to start with the Pirates. Give them a little bit of credit. I'm mad at them. Yeah. Uh, they didn't designate our friend Colt Tucker. I don't know how much you guys talked about that. And I've been in contact with him. He seems to be in good spirits. And maybe this would be a good thing for both teams. The Pirates started winning. And Cole, maybe catch on with a different team. Uh, looks like they just came out and hit. Chat, tell me if I'm wrong. They just banged around the Dodgers pitching a little bit. Or a little bit more than the Dodgers did. Sound off in the chat. Yeah, a couple texts with Cole. Cole Tucker's always good. That That's the good news. And I, you know, come on like giants. Come on one of these good organizations because that's uh, a tap, mm. in, tap into my boy. Um, good for the Pirates, man. They, uh, you know, when the first month of the season we're talking about how how dreadful the Reds are and they've straightened out the ship and how disappointing a team like Kansas City's been this year. Pittsburgh, uh, again, it's not a great brand of baseball, but they're 22 and 27. They're better than the Cubbies this year. They're, they're better than the Phillies. Um, and yeah, I guess, uh, Trev, I mean, Dodgers, do you just, you know, this is in LA. Do you just, you shrug some shoulders and say baseball happens and keep it moving? I mean, they already kind of did. They won two nothing over the Mets last night. Tyler Heineman came into town, put some magic shit all over the Dodgers. Don't. Took him down. You guys forgot about that, didn't you? It's a fun Friday episode. Let's not do the magician stuff. Well, he had a great play, him and Brian Reynolds. A little double play on the on the sack fly attempt. Snow cone the ball. That thing was going to come out, but I saw him go like this. And the ball stayed in his don't glove. I don't know if you saw that. Stop with the magic. Okay. Um, it was one of my lower moments. I might have ripped some cards out of the guy's hands. I think um, 
Dodgers do shake it off. Like you said, they already started the series against the Mets last night. They won a game Catterday doing his thing. Mm. Uh, me and C. Rose might be at the game tomorrow. So if you're there, say what's up. Hello. Uh, it's just baseball, man. You know, yeah. for the Pirates, too. You know, yeah. any given day in baseball, you can come out and do your thing. Uh, so you can give some credit to them. You know, they've been playing, I guess, a little bit better. I can, they have a better record than the Phillies. You said that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. NL Central's huh? hot. <laughs> Everyone knows that. We uh, moving on. We're not next coastal elitists. Series. Not coastal elitists anymore. Um, go Pirates. Cardinal sweep. Yeah, the Padres. The Cardinals are just a really good baseball team. I think that's what we have to just realize here. And a lot of times when I think about the Cardinals organization, I think, well, oh, they they're a good organization. You know, they're going to be in the mix. I haven't thought about the the Cardinals being like one of the elite teams in a long time. Am I wrong about that? Do you feel that way? Interesting. Uh, When was the last time I thought about the Cardinals as like a power? Like they are going to, to win and go. I I don't know. You're, you're right. Like, you know, in recent years, the Dodgers have been so dominant. Um, Even like those other Braves teams, you know, Cardinals fans, you might be getting hot right now. It's not shots fired. The Cardinals have been good. But it's never been like fear the bird, um, and they're fifteen. They won, fifteen. They won a hundred games. Yeah. Other than that, they've been right around ninety games. Like this is what we're talking about. Very consistent. If you're a Cardinals fan, you should be happy with the way your organization has been run. Um, but right now, I mean, they have a chance to to get ahead of the Brewers here. Some of the Brewers injuries. Uh, what's going on with the pitching staff up there? They're getting Jay Flair back. I talked to him. He threw his second live BP, so mm. he should be coming back soon. I believe he'll probably go on a rehab start, and then, I mean, you get to add a guy like that to your to your roster. Brought some of the young guys up, I see, which is nice. Uh, Owned some of their baseball cards, and, Trev, and Goldie has just been. They're crazy. young guys. Um, Nolan Gorman, 10 games, big prospect, 387, 1.1 to get his MLB career started. Brandon Donovan, not probably a big name in prospect circles. He's gotten off to, to a really good start. Um, and now 31 games for them. Uh, Yepes, he's a, he's a rook who's been knocking around a little bit. So I, I think it's funny cause we are getting to the point of the year where, when you talk about teams and injuries, every team has had injuries up until this point, and, you know, some are obviously more significant than others. Like, the Cardinals, if the Cardinals were 500 right now, we'd be sitting here saying, like, well, you know, Tyler O'Neill's on the 10-day, Dylan Carlson's on the 10-day, Jack Flaherty's yet to pitch. We're not saying that, because they're a well-run organization. Goldie's going absolutely bonkers still. Um, Arenado's great. They're... Their organizational identity is just solid baseball players. Like, all the defense, um, Paul Goldschmidt, head down. And, uh, dude, they've got, they now have a handful of young guys. Like, Tommy Edmond, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Donovan, Nolan Gorman. Uh, they called up Liberatore, your Italian cousin. Um, and never mind old man Wayno dropping it this series. You might hear about him a little bit more. Yeah, the Cardinals almost need more love, right? I th- I think they do. Or maybe we I think we appropriately love them. I, I in my mind, I know they're going to be a top 10 team in baseball almost every single year. Uh they've gotten some guys to come step up. I think there's probably going to be like a log jam there once like 
um, Carlson and O'Neill come back. We'll see what they have to do with everybody, but that's a good problem to have. And the teams that are good teams are able to go and dip into their minor league system and draw from within. I talked about this this morning on baseball today. That's what the Phillies haven't been able to do. They can't go. Who have they brought up? That's done really anything for them. Mm. I mean, Ranger Suarez, I guess you could say, but year in year out, if you're able to dip into your organization, I mean, that's what you're supposed to be able to do. Um, the Cardinals seem to be able to do that and find winners, just like you know the other good teams do that. The Dodgers are able to do that. The Giants now, so go Cardinals, man. Jay Flair has been he's been hitting me up, telling me like you. He always thinks I shortchanged them. I love it. So that's how he lives, well, though. It's true. He's why does that guy have a chip on his shoulder? I love it, why? dude. I why? love it. Some sometimes when he fires off a tweet or some, I just I love like he almost has. Like, we, we've got some really cool warehouse stuff coming up, um, and I think people are going to see a side, a side of me that they're not super familiar with. That's almost a gag, but it's also a little real, and Jack Flaherty has that as this, like, absolute stud, <laughs> like stud of the world. Dude, if he comes back, um, and by the way, you're right, I looked up and down Philly's roster looking like <laughs> who's a guy they called up and got a little juice from. There's nada, man. Nobody. Sheesh. Um, what's on the other side of that? San Diego? I mean, I guess you lose one game in extra innings, so you're right there, and it's it's a series in St. Louis where, you know, you had an... Um, who'd they have go? They had Darvish, Snell, Martinez? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You DFA Cano. Clevenger's supposed to come back. Uh, that's one you can wash off. The Cardinals are a good team in St. Louis, but... You would have liked to have that uh, that extra inning game, at least. And they go on that they they got to face the Brewers, yeah, which is another tough uh, step for them. They're getting Burns tonight, then Ashby, and then Lauer. Um, these are some good pitching matchups. I know this is a recap episode, mm-hmm. but Musgrove versus Burns, Ashby versus Mackenzie Gore, so just two stud lefties, and then Clev versus Lauer. And then they got to go play the Mets. Oh, Padres. Yeah. It's a tough part of this and that's, schedule for you. We're a, we're a schedule pod. We haven't do, been doing a ton of schedule stuff. But, yeah, I mean, we're we're at that point in the season. I, I mean, we're, we'll talk about the Angels in a little bit. But, you know, they, they run into the Blue Jays and the Yankees at the wrong time. And we are at that part of the year that we're starting to figure out who these teams really are. And, you know, before the season, you didn't know what a, a Blue Jays-Yankees road trip would look like. Um and, you know, if you want to flip that the other way, you didn't know what a Phillies-Braves road trip would look like. And, and those are very different worlds right now. So, um, I don't know. Go, go Cardinals, go. We'll start giving you more love so Jack Flaherty doesn't try to fight us. Um, it doesn't matter. He'll find something. He always finds mad. a chip, bro. He's, he's like, uh, he'll get his coffee and be like, you know, you didn't fill it up to the top. It's not spilling over the brim. No, he would say, why didn't I get a coffee full of the brim? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, whatever. Pujols, walk off. Hot. Hot boy. What's What are his numbers? Hold on. Let me go look at these You numbers. want some Pujols numbers quick, huh? I, I need some Pujols numbers quick. I'm getting it up right now. Trying to get to you and that Pujols. Um, on the year, huh? He's 709 OPS, 106 OPS plus... 
Okay. I mean, I thought we were going to get something a little bit more uh, here because every time I see him, I guess it's just the highlight. I don't see all the struggles. Struggles. Um, let's go on to Los Mets. Um, they sweep the Nats. Awesome. We love sweep week. Back to back shutouts and the series. I've had Edwin Diaz's trumpet song stuck in my head for 48 hours. Uh, our guy Jerry Blevins and Jolly Olive and Audio Jack at the game getting a lot of love. The SNY broadcast is in on it. Um, three three dudes that are all great dudes for very different reasons. Uh, Jack, Jolly, and Jerry. <laughs> the Jacks have a have a special connection that's kind of inside the John Boy media walls. I won't I won't go there, um, but. No, it was, uh, I, I was texting Jerry a lot. The boys had a had a blast. Amtrak like hooked it up for them. Um, and dude, the Mets, man, you talk about. So you just said this. Maybe one of the differences between the Cardinals and the Phillies, uh, besides outstanding defense and terrible defense, uh, the New York Mets. It seems like whoever they tap on the shoulder this year is ready to go. Nick Plummer, are you kidding me, man? Uh, like God. Have a week, kid. Uh, our guy is that our guy Trevor Williams, friend of the pod, with a five inning, five inning shut piece. Marte is starting to hit the cover off the ball. The Mets slashed three seventy three, four thirty five, five thirty six. These guys are monsters. Yeah, I mean, this is a a good team beating up on a bad team. And sometimes it doesn't go that way. We see the Dodgers getting swept by the, the Pirates, but more often than not, this is going to be the result of these two teams playing. I mean, this is just an absolute bloodbath. My goodness. And the Mets, you know, like they're in a very daunting part of their schedule as well. They're going to be without Scherzer and DeGrom for all of it. I don't think DeGrom is going to be back for this month, right? So this is this is a big month for them and also teams behind them who are underachieving, obviously the Phillies and the Braves. I still think the Mets find a way to make it through it. They just brought in too many damn good players. Like the clubhouse chemistry seems to be there. Like everyone's shown to the park, ready to freaking go. I don't know if it's all Eddie Escobar or not, but damn, man. Like this team, I, I missed on this team. Mm. I wasn't sure how it was all going to work out, but um, the injuries have come for this team and there's been some uh, Metsy stuff, but like they've been able to battle through it and just win baseball games. I think they're just, they have a superior roster. I mean, they, this is just, they, this is straight up them having a really good roster and them just going out there and playing ball. Well, Trev, I'm, I'm really going to start drinking the Kool-Aid on, on your calling up dudes in your organization. Cause I mean, Tyler, Mag- Tyler McGill, I know he's hurt now, but he was a sensation for a little bit. David Peterson, uh, has come up and pitched well for them. Uh, Drew Smith has taken the next step in their bullpen. Colin Holderman uh, has had a few really good outings for them. And now Luis Guillorme is going nut job. They're hitting. They're, they are like the best hitting team in baseball. Oh. Extension for Jordan Alvarez, six years, 115. Let's go, baby. We love that. We love oh, that. Oh, man, that makes me so happy, dude. Oh, God, he's going to be in Houston, huh? <laughs> they know what is up. They got rid of Correa. They bring up Pena, who's a stud, and they're like, we'll give Jordan. 
This money, 606-115, quick math pod here. What do we got there? A little under 20 a year? Uh, yeah, yeah. 19 a year? Yeah, yeah, math pod. Whoops. 19.16 repeating. So that's awesome for Jordan. Gosh, I love that, man. Go go freaking hit the way he's hitting to get rewarded. Good for him. Um, Scary for the AL West. Horrifying for the AL. Um, yes, the Mets hitting is so good. They just—it looks like they have nine guys OPS plus over a hundred. Um, Eddie Escobar right below. Uh, yeah, man. I know. You know what? Even when Metsy moments pop up, we get the Lindor hits his finger in his hotel room. I it, that vibe is gone. Like that energy just isn't there anymore. And you're—I said it with the Cardinals. The Mets are missing Scherzer and Degrom. Like, they're not getting that right now. If those guys are back. Whew. I didn't have the Mets in the playoffs since maybe one of my biggest oversights here. It's going to be haunting for me. You'll they look really good. Uh, Trev, I didn't realize this. Uh, the Phillies fired Girardi because your boy Gabe Kapler just dropped these nuts on him. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's hilarious, dude. Back-to-back extra inning losses. <laughs> That's got to sting a little bit there. You think, I wish, did Gabe wear his aviator shades? You know, he's changed. He doesn't wear the aviators anymore, but that was the, his original look in Phillies <laughs> was the aviator. I hope he brought it back. <laughs> Just like it's one big middle finger to that organization. I don't know, man. I guess we can start there. Yeah. We'll talk about Girardi first before we go into the series. It's laughable to me, man. It really is. You fire Gabe Kapler because he's not Philadelphia enough for you. That was said. He didn't look the part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You bring in Girardi, who I guess. I, what does a Philadelphian even look like? They're just Americans. Tough. Like tough. Tough. Well, Girardi seems that way to me. Yeah. I don't. I, I never. Well, I've met him before, but like I don't know Girardi. But he mm-hmm. seems tough, regimented. Chris Rose says he eats the same thing for breakfast every day. Sure. Whatever that means. Nice, Chris Rose. Does he make his bed though? Because I do. Wow. He probably does. I, I don't know, man. Like this is this seems to me like more of a front office and player problem than a manager problem. Are you making the bed? Like, are you really making it? Or are you just pulling up the sheet, pulling up the duvet? Oh, you got to make the bed. It'll change your life, bro. Well, no, like I make a. I try to get out of bed first because we have a rule like whoever's last in the bed makes mm-hmm. the bed. So I rather just dip on that. But are you like, are you tucking it in hard? Yeah, you're doing it nice. It's good. If Olivia's not doing that, like this is all me. Olivia does okay. not live her life that way. She doesn't care. It's more of a me thing. So okay. I get, I get in there, I, I fold it, tuck it, put all the pillows back on. We have way too many yeah. pillows. Why do everyone have so many pillows? So, so many. stupid. But yeah, uh, now, now what? Where do you go? You, you, Rob Thompson's there. You say you want a new voice. You hire someone that's been there since 2017. And I love Rob Thompson. I think he'll be a great manager. And it's been 32 years yeah. he's been in the show without a job, a managerial job. So he gets one. I think he's going to be fine. Let's like I change the way this season plays out. Like maybe it provides a, a tiny spark. That's it though. Yeah. That's it. You, Dave Dombrowski, you constructed a roster that can't field the ball. You basically the worst fielding team in, in all of baseball. Bullpen and then you'd construct it to hit inevitably hitting is going to slump throughout the year. And when it does, this is when you get really ugly baseball. 
I just, I don't know what the manager is going to do. I, I just, I, I, I know everyone's probably sick of hearing me talk about how I, managers don't really affect the game, but I tweeted this out in Italy. Mm. A manager should never be the hero nor the scapegoat. It's bottom line. Managers, they can affect the culture. Like I would point to Buck Showalter and the Mets and say like they can change how an organization is run on a day-to-day and some of the feel of things, but you're right. At the end of the day, it goes down on the baseball field and and guys have to perform. Buck Showalter is not why Pete Alonso's hitting uh, and that kind of thing. Girardi, it seemed like we were hearing the whispers for a couple weeks now. Um, man, I just don't know how you can go to the ballpark every day knowing your defense is going to be subpar and your bullpen is going to be subpar. Like, the two things that can... There's enough going on with baseball between hitting and pitching on a given day that the best team in baseball is going to lose 60 games over a, over a season. If you factor in a troublesome bullpen and the worst defense, not bad defense, the worst defense, like the mental side of baseball, we can quantify some of that bad stuff. You can't quantify that feeling of being in the sixth inning in a tie game and being like, well, if, if there's a 50-50 ball... You know, we don't have a we don't have a Harrison Bader or Tyler O'Neill that's gonna make that play. Instead, we have someone who might botch it and, and give up a couple extra bases, and that's a couple extra pitches. Um I don't know. Uh it is so funny. Uh our Erica who does who does research for us got me good with uh, you know, they the headline they said was they're bringing in a new voice, and the new voice is Rob Thompson, who's been Girardi's right hand man for 15 years, so the exact same voice. So you're right. I, it, a lot of it is just eyewash, um, and uh, I don't know. I'm I've said it before. I, I'll say it again. I, I'm not the biggest Dombrowski guy. Uh, he for me, he's just a GM that gets to play a video game and then kind of turn the Xbox off when he's done. Um, you know if. You know, in, in the Red Sox, you know, he that Chris Sale trade, you know, Michael Kopech, Jan Moncada, uh, go look at what those those guys are doing and have done. If if you get to be a GM and cash in all your chips, you should have a, a pretty good resume. Uh, a lot of GMs are trying to build five, ten years. He's kind of, he, he hits it and quits it. And again, where the salt comes out of me being a Yankee fan is, the Red Sox don't have that miracle 2018, his resume would, would, wouldn't be nearly as impressive. They did. I won't take that away from them. That team was really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if, you told, if you told the Dodgers, if you told the Yankees, if you told the Brewers, if you told any good teams, like, hey, let's just do a two-year window, cash everything in, yeah, your roster should be gross. Your team should be disgusting. And instead, we're talking about firing Joe Girardi. So, I don't know. I, I sure, I'm a pretty friendly cat. I'm sure if I spent a, a nice lunch with Dave Dombrowski, we would be boys. But I, I don't know, man. It, it just seems like a little, eh, yeah. I know there's fantasy football's been in the headlines of baseball. Mm. That's, a, that's a quote right there. Fantasy footline's been in the headlines of baseball. Dombrowski is the guy that drafts like, kicker and defense like seventh and eighth rounds like he wants to get you know the best but they're like hey bro what about the depth like you need depth 
Or if we like, if we started a dynasty fantasy football league in the first year he trades Joe Burrow for like whatever running back is set. like at, you know we we could do the comparison it's don't get me wrong like he put himself in a position where he can orient his career that way you know some of his young stuff with the Marlins and Expos is really cool stuff um in recent years he he's just been handed the all right, Red Sox, win now. Do everything you can. Uh, Tigers, same thing. The really good teams, they never won. I, I almost don't blame him for that. He's, he made some pretty good teams. But the Tigers were in a shit spot because of him. They still kind of are. Um, the, the Red Sox, we'll see what happens in the coming years. Um, but yeah, and now, now look where Philly is. And I, I guess pulling back on Dombrowski a little bit. And no shots fired. You know, the walk-off king of Philadelphia, Trevor Plouffe. The Phillies, I know our generation is now starting to abuse the phrase low-key. They're low-key a tough organization, man. Chris Rose's favorite stat. The longest playoff drought in the National League. They signed Bryce Harper. They brought in Real Mudo. Like, what are we doing, Phillies? I don't know where you go from here. I don't know when it gets better. Either. Although, like, guess what? After just talking all that shit, I still think they can make a run at it, dude. I'm not saying, like, here's the thing. And I talked to Gibby about this. Uh, as um, I was tweeting about the managerial stuff, he texted me, and, and he's like, dude, we're, we're going to get on a roll here. Like, we still have a lot of good baseball in front of us. And I, I actually believe that. I think that they can – they still have a shot. Okay, but it's not. And if they do come back and if they do, you know, run off a string of eight to 10 games in a row, which this team is very, very capable of doing, they are. Okay. You can't say that about every single team, but you can say that about a lot of teams. I think Philly's one of those teams you can say that, that about. They just go out and crush the ball. They have the starting pitching that can get it done, whatever, whatever. It's not going to be because of the manager. Like it's going to be because like baseball and 162 right. game schedule. Like this team can still go do it. I'm saying that with less and less confidence every time I say it, but I think that there's a chance that they could get going. But beyond like this year and stuff, like the next couple of years, like I don't, they're not going to be getting better, right? Like it, it's going to be interesting to watch because man, that rotation can still drop it on, on any given week. You know, if it feels like those five guys can give you five good starts you get a couple performers out of the pen, and you, you wonder, is there some young guy they could call up to be like an electric spike to the bullpen or something? But we've been saying that for, what, three years now in Philly? You, you wonder if they supplement those stud hitters with a couple more defense first guys, and if that's the balance this team needs? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, hey, Root, kind of like you said, Still almost sneaky root for Philly. Like, if this is Rob Thompson's chance, a baseball lifer, um, we still like a lot of these Philly players. It's just the formula doesn't seem there in the def defense and bullpen thing. It, it just seems like they tried something, and it ain't working. It's very similar to the Tigers under Dombrowski's watch. Hmm. But this team is not even close to that team as far as talent. No. Tigers team would work this team. Um, um, God, we got a lot left, left to cover in the NL, so let's speed it up a little bit here. Rob Thompson, great crossword puzzle guy. That was my go-to. Oh, that's right. 
That's right. Um, Trev, my snakes take two out of three from the Braves. Braves are lucky that Atlanta or Braves are lucky that Philly's been such a disaster. Otherwise, we'd be we'd be a lot tougher on them. Uh, my snakes again playing a decent brand of baseball. Uh, they take the middle game in extras. Uh, Zach Gallen continues to be really good. Uh, Strider gets his, I think it was his first start. Peter Moylan was on the call uh, for for these games. Um, my my D-backs nation, a couple people reached out. I think if you take out their Dodgers games, their record's like really good this year. Uh, so I, I don't know. My D-backs play a decent brand of baseball. Um, Brave Salvage won a, a, the, the final game of the series, but uh, Atlanta, I don't know. It's It's this weird... No one seems to care, and I, I don't know if it's a respect for how good that franchise has been or if we're just getting blinded by the Phillies and other disappointed teams. Well, they're sitting at 25 and 27, so, I mean, they're, they're right at 500, and we it, it's just what they did last year. They can always point to that. Yeah. Like, hey, it's June. We'll be okay. Like, it's a long season, which in my mind, you know, it does make sense. The only thing is, is I think the Mets are a lot better obviously. So that's daunting there for them, but I don't know. They, they uh, fire their manager. Is that what they need to oh, let's go? Everybody hey. just go. Uh, they fire got, everybody. They've got a couple games in Colorado, uh, which the Rockies are still good there. And then Oakland and Pittsburgh. So maybe, maybe we'll see Atlanta. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not worried about Atlanta at all. I, I'm not. I think that this is a team that, over 162, I think they make the playoffs. I think they'll be there. Now, are they going to fight for the division? I think they're, we could say that through their next schedule coming up and the Mets schedule coming up, this could be a lot closer. How far are they back? Let's see. Nine and a half, I think, something like that. Oof, yeah, they, they, they've dug a little hole. They, they maybe not come back all the way uh, in this portion of the schedule, but I believe they'll be they'll be close to to pushing the Mets there at the end of the season. I think they snag one of the wild card spots. I like that. Um, let's see, Brewers Cubs split. Um, we we hate we hate a split. Brewers won the first two. Cubs do take the second two. Uh, and you're you were right that that clip of uh, uh, Contreras telling Christopher Morel to leave, just breathe. Before hitting the sack fly, that's that's the cool stuff, man. That's 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 the beautiful stuff of this sport. It is. We had a debut here too. I'm looking at all the notes now. Again, guys, I'm catching up on these games, so excuse me. Uh, Anderson Espinoza, um, MLB debut, get traded for Drew Pomeran. So four innings pitch, two earned runs after uh, Smiley had the exit of the game with yep. the right oblique soreness. So that's cool. Yep. Good for them. Um, Small and Swarmer made made debuts in the in the first game of this series. So hey, we got it's young blood season. Give your team a boost, kids. I like that. Still love the Brewers. <clears throat> Chris asked me this question today. You know, McCutcheon was over thirty two before his walk off hit. Yeah, um, and that was that is not this series, is it? Uh, no, I think it's technically, yes, yeah, the, the, yeah, they're playing the Padres. So that series, was last yeah. night. He said, do they need offense? And I said, of course, I think they do. Uh, I know they're, they have a great record with the roster construction they have right now. 
but I, I believe as the trade deadline comes closer, like more of that talent is going to be concentrated towards the teams that they're going to be going up against. So I think they have to, if they want to keep up, they're going to make some moves here. I'm curious to see what they're going to do and who who's going to be on their radar. They're always such a smart, savvy team. A lot of times the guys that you think will go there, they, they end up going a different way. So mm. love the brew crew. Give a... Uh... Patrick Wisdom, a little shout out. He was one of the Cubs kind of borderline guys coming into this year. Was he real? He got off to a really tough start to start the season. And he's, you know, he's kind of been, he's been Patrick Wisdom this year. 11 homers, blah, blah, blah. Um, Cubs, I don't know. Just, this has never felt like the year, kind of. And maybe, maybe Wrigley finds some juice. But the, the Cardinals and Brewers are just a different class above them right now. Um, and then the final final one, Rocks Rocks hosted the Marlins. They took two out of three. The last game is a rock is a core special, thirteen to twelve. What a beauty! Uh, I saw the Brandon Rogers walk off home run. He's kind of a hot boy, sneaky yeah. hot boy. Three homers on the night, and he walks it off. That's a that's one of those nights he goes back to his house and just watches his highlights for an hour and just digs himself. Twenty fun nights. Twenty five years old, Winter Park, Florida. My Jess is from around there. I wonder if they ever, you know, met up, guys. Uh, what are we doing here? Wait, why are the Marlins so bad? That's what I want to know, dude. What's we, going on we with did that? A little bit of this on Wake and Jake, me and BBD. It's uh, dude, their their stats like. They're kind of middle of the pack hitting. Their their starting pitching is good. Their relief pitching middle of the pack, but the the wins just aren't there. I mean, what is what did what did Jeets know? What did Jeets like, know? I don't think Castellanos changes everything here. I mean, maybe it does. What shit. did Jeets know? What did he know? We're about it, to find out. He's on Instagram, isn't it, he? Yeah, he's he's social media king now, Trev. You left to Italy, and he finally found his window. I have to watch what I say about Jeets now because he, someone might send some stuff to him. Trev's in Italy. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him where it hurts. Um, Joey Wendell to the aisle. We hate that. Go watch the Jesus Sanchez home run. Nothing like a almost 500 foot home run. Um, and yeah, I just, it, me and BBD were saying it, I, I think this Marlins team is starting to look like, you know, when you look back and you think of the Marlins from a few years ago and it's Yelly, Ozuna, Stanton, Real Mudo, um, or if you go back to Dombro's old, old fish, uh, with Beckett and those guys, um, I don't know. It just feels like in a few years we're going to be talking about like, oh, remember when all those guys were Marlins? Remember when Jazz wow. Chisholm was a Marlin? Because what are we it's kind doing? Of a good point. Team, I don't know what we're doing. This team isn't a threat right now, but they've got so much talent, and they have a core. Yeah, they have a core that you that you can build up around. And what did Jeets know? Son of a gun. We got to go to the AL. Holy, BBD, give me a big daddy. We are going to New York, where the best team in baseball, the New York Yankees, swept my Halos. Halos are on a little bit of a losing streak right now, and the Yankees can pitch Trev. Jordan Montgomery, seven innings, one Ernie. Nestor Cortez, seven shutty. Jamison Tyone with a perfect game heading into the eighth. 
It's unreal the effort the Yankees are getting from their starting pitchers. And now, how about a little Bronx magic, baby? Matt Carpenter? Oh, yeah. The Cardinals, great. He's finding the porch. Jose Trevino with a monster game. Anthony Rizzo with the game winner last night. I know because I was there. Um, the Yankees keep winning the Halos. Uh-oh. Getting a little nervous. The Blue Jays are getting hot, and they sweep the White Sox. White Sox, when are you guys going to go? The Blue Jays have decided they're going to go now. They mash all series. How's your short king, Alejandro Kirk? Might hear about him later. Two homer game. Danny Jansen, his catching partner, he's hitting ding-dongs. The Blue Jays are going. Alec Manoa is competing for JM Pedals. He's having an incredible year. Blue Jays sweep the White Sox. Ryu gets hurt. That's the sad news. Eloy Jimenez looking to come back next homestand. We love that. Tim Anderson hopefully returns in three weeks. But, man, it's getting scary for the White Sox. The Houston Astros sweep the Athletics, and that's obvious. And by the way, they just locked up Jordan Alvarez, who had a six-hit series, including two homers. Uh, Framber goes the distance because he's a beast, our, our small glove king. Verlander in the last game. Uh, Chaz McCormick, a big go-ahead homer in game two. Astros. Looks like they might be, you might have to go through them if you want to go to the World Series in the American League this year, just like pretty much every other year. The Guardians, I just kind of smack talk them. They bring out the broomstick against the Royals. The Royals are D-E-D dead, my goodness. Uh, Our Pilkington. Kind of an old settler's name, Connor Pilkington. He had five shutty. Uh, Cal Quantrill with a solid outing. Plesak with a solid outing. Um, Man, I don't know. Uh, We had a fun story in this one. Jose Cuas, don't know if I'm saying that right. He throws a shutout inning in his MLB debut. Uh, Wild Journey. Uh, He was a FedEx worker for a little bit. Now he's in the show getting outs. We love that. Royals. Sneakily one of the the worst teams in baseball and like a huge disappointment this year. They had some hopes. They had some hopes. Tigers take four out of five. Are they starting to find it out a little bit? When you're talking injuries and stuff, they've lost a whole starting rotation and they're starting to play a little bit of a better brand of baseball. Twins. Uh Uh-oh. Tigers take four out of five, including a pair of shut pieces in there. Um, man, Scooble, have a year, kid. Jonathan Scope, he's getting warm. Torkelson, is he turning it on? Uh, Tigers bullpen, they were lights out all series of 0-4-9 ERA throughout. Austin Meadows, hoping to come back soon. Rays and Rangers, they split a four-gamer after the Rangers take the first two. The Rays take the second two. Eh, eh. I don't know. We we don't love a split, but uh, Rangers playing a better brand of baseball recently. They're around 500. Uh, they survived the Rays. Nate Lowe uh, with a funny homer where he says, you shouldn't have thrown that shit at my face. Been there. And the Mariners take two out of three from the Orioles. 
Kirby with the big game. Mariners are starting to win series. Get it going, Seattle. And that's what happened in the American League. You're a pro. You're an absolute pro. And for you, I think we should go reverse Kron. Ooh, you'd like that. I like going reverse sometimes. Um, Mariners win two out of three. Cut them short at the end if we're being if we're being honest about it. Kirby, one of their young young guns, he goes six shutty. Um, Rugi hits a big homer in the middle game for the Orioles to to get a win. Mariners, though, uh, you know we are a schedule pod. I should do the standings quick, but I'll I'll get this out of the way. Um, Mariners win back to back series. Astros. Orioles, they have the Rangers coming up. I don't know what it means yet because they've still dug themselves a hole. Talk about Big disappointments. Hole. They have the same record as the Phillies, 22-29. and 29. Uh, They need to start winning series a lot more. I'll, I'll give the standings. Out West, the Astros are 33-18. and 18. My goodness. Six and a half up on the Halos. Uh, the Rangers are two games under 500, eight and a half back. The A's are bringing up the rear, and that's obvious. The Kansas City Royals are the worst team in baseball, Trevor. They are 16 and 33. We kind, they had some youth. They have some guys you like. It's just not happening. The Tigers digging themselves out of their hole a little bit. Still eight games back. The White Sox are three games under 500. Guardians two games under 500 with the Twins on top at 30 and 23 and in the AL East you will find the best team in baseball the New York Yankees 36 and 15 Blue Jays have gotten it going they're 10 games above 500 five and a half back Rays a half game behind them Ooh, Jays jumped them I like that Red Sox 24 and 27 Orioles 22 and 31 um so Trev I mean you you got any you got any Mariner Oriole juice for us? I'm looking at their schedule and, and, and seeing the month-by-month month stuff. I mean, May was obviously a very tough month for the Mariners. Um, I'm looking at the schedule down here, see where they're going. Texas, Houston, Boston, Minnesota. I don't know. I It's only so many teams can dig themselves out of the holes like every single year. We see it. Every, so We see it every year in the big leagues. But like – it's only one team or two teams. So like, are the Mariners going to be one of those teams? I don't know. A lot of people still believe in them. I don't know if I necessarily do. I think that they're in a decent enough division where they can win. They could, they can, I'm decent enough, meaning they can run some wins off in that division. I really believe that. So I'm not going to, I'm not writing them off at all. And I believe I picked them to go into the playoffs. So I kind of got to stand behind them. Mm. Uh, but we'll see, man. There's there's some stats around the Mariners that can can make you believe. Like they they don't have any like monster glaring problems. Like they they just kind of need to turn it up a little bit, and maybe that summer heat and a little schedule love does it for them. But you're right, Trev. I, I mean, we are at a point in the season where the Mariners are kind of crazy underachieving. The White Sox are underachieving. Um, uh, Red Sox. It's a conversation. Phillies, Braves. Uh, you know, like a couple of those teams are going to turn it on and we'll be sitting at the all-star break. Like they kind of found it and good for them. Hell, even into August. But, you know, for four of those six teams, it's not going to happen this year and heads are literally starting to roll. Sorry. Sorry, Joe. Um, sorry about you. 
Um, keep winning, Mariners. Give us a reason to talk about you because we like you. Um, Trev, you your Rangers, uh, they snuck up in, in the standings. They're, they're right around 500. They got to 500, but then they lost the next two games. Um, but they're starting to get some performances. Uh, man, John Gray with, with 12 punch tickets uh, in the third game of this series. They're calling up young guys supporting the team. Glenn Otto gets the call. He has a nice hitting, uh, a nice outing. They call up Josh Smith, two guys that were in the Joey Gallo trade, and they're getting some help there. Seager's starting to go. Simeon's starting to go. Like, uh, the Texas Rangers, who we almost put them in a like, okay, so we're not talking about you this year, they deserve a little bit of love. They're not out of the woods by any means, but they deserve a little bit of love. Yeah, they, uh, I just had something I was just going to say, and I just completely forgot. Oh, positive run differential. Mm. I know people don't like to, talk about that because it's circumstantial you could have a big game here and there that kind of skews it but positive run differential to me right now and them back around 500 that's that's a good sign for them i'm i'm out on them still there's no doubt about it. i'm not going to sit here and, and say that i believe in the, the texas rangers and that they're going to come and, and make a play for the the al west or even make the playoffs but it's fun to see you know teams go out there and do it you know simeon yeah he, what's what's he been doing lately these two weeks i was gone he got it going again I will I will bring up the numbers, but I know he got a homer, and I think he's been hot. Let me let me. It's been check. really bad for him this year. Let's see, Jakey Butterknife stats in the last nine games an eight forty one OPS. That's not incredible. There there's an O that's for really good. There's an O for six in there that's hurting him, but yeah, he's he got his first home run. He got his second homer last night. So hopefully, Marcus Simeon starts to go. Adelise is doing his damn thing. There's some really fun players on that Rangers team. There's no doubt about it. They're a fun squad. And, yeah, I think, you know, a, a lot of teams don't like to hear this. And Martin Perez, what he's doing this year, my yes. word. He's been the best pitcher in the AL. Um, him him, and Nestor Cortez. But um, Ranger fans, and Ranger fans openly admitted this, so this isn't shots fired, but a 500 year for them this year would be a good year. Like, they made some signings, but last year they were terrible. I think that would be like a 20-game improvement, and you've got some young help coming. When does Leiter get the call and that kind of thing? So, yeah, we, we kind of mentally put them down in the dumps. They're going to stink. If, if they're a 500 team, that bodes well for the next three years of Texas Ranger baseball. Yeah, I think Garver has actually come back. I know our, our guy Jonah Himes there, but I think Garver's come back yeah. and done really well. So that's that's a nice addition for them too. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to find a lot of nice things to say about them, but I just, you know how I am with the Rangers. I, I can't do, fake though. it. I do. I can't fake it. And that's fine. Uh, Rays, they split another series here, um, but they kind of save it. They salvage it. Keep splitting four gamers yeah. the evil way. Yeah, yeah, right, right on the back end. Kluber, Kluber with a good outing. Jeffrey Springs. Um, hold on, hold on. So I'm looking at the notes now. Okay. Um, Nate Lowe. Yeah. He homers off Springs after he went up and in twice and says, "Shouldn't have thrown that shit at my face." That was post game. Uh, I believe that was during. I think that was after he hit. He the hits homer. the homer. Yeah, <laughs> <He goes, "Shit." laughs> 
pretty awesome. It's not bad. One of the pitches kind of wasn't there. I think it was a little bit athlete chip on the shoulder stuff, but I like it. I like it. Um, we got it. We got. I got to talk to her. I'm gonna text uh, T Hans today and just. I want to know what the vibe in the clubhouse is. Do it. He's the uh, boys are probably having some fun right now. He's he's always a good a good chat. Uh, the Tigers, Trevor Plouffe. This is when you know. This is part of me loving baseball that I think me and John don't overlap on. Uh, someone in the chat, uh, Francois Corpel. Just said, Tigers, five and a half games out of the wild card. I love it. Pump it into my veins, Tigers fans. Um, They were missing a whole rotation. Their whole team did not hit for the first month. They take four out of five from the Twinkies. Um, Hey, let's have a summer, Detroit. Let's, Let's get up to 500. Let's throw some shoulders around. Uh, and the Twins, uh, they, they get punched in the mouth uh, in a five-game set. So you uh, are you reading anything here, Trev? I think this whole division is going to be a slog there at the end. I think we're going to have a 500 club win that division. Or right, I mean, obviously right around 500 club win that division. So if you're a Tigers fan, there's definitely hope there. The White Sox have been abysmal. And, you know, like they've been hit with the injury bug and some underachieving. They haven't, they haven't uh, played good defense at all. So they're there. I don't think the Twins are, you know, going to run away with it at all. So this is, if you're a fan in the AL Central of, and you're not a Royals fan, because they're not going to be in it. And who's the other team? AL Central? <laughs> the, oh, the Indians are there too. It's Guardians, a four-team four race. The Guardians, dude. the Guardians are in second place. Division? Well, that's that's why I forgot because I was like <laughs> thinking in my head who it was. Sorry, the Guardians, second place in the division. I like I really believe that this is going to be a division now. And I was I'm, clearly I've been off about the White Sox. I had them like winning a bunch of games here, and it just that just has not happened for them. But I think four teams are going to be there close, at least within five games of each other. Uh, going into September, which makes for a really compelling, you know, end of the season in that division. It's great. It's great for it's great for you if you're a fan, unless you're a Royals fan. And we need to talk about um, Eli White's robbing of the home run. People are mad at me, so I'm now I'm looking at the uh, the highlight right now. Go Rangers, go! Love speedster, G Man Choi, deep to left center. Eli White goes back up, up. Oh shit. He like went up and got that he shit. He got it. That was nice. Okay, I'm glad I watched that highlight. Thank you, people. Thank you, chat. I told you I'd be relying on you today. Chat earning points. Uh, I see I see uh, a couple Twins fans said, you know, IL, check it out. Correa, well, Sano, Royce Lewis. Yeah, you know, Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan. Uh, some are injuries, some are COVID. You're right. Hey, go look at the, go look at the Detroit Tigers because they... About six starting pitchers. Matt Manning, Casey Mize, Big Mike Pineda, Erod, Turnbull, Tyler Alexander. Like, I don't know. It, if the Tigers, you know, it's like it's like a boxing match. Like, if, if you survive some of those first rounds after you were just getting punished and co- some of these guys come back and Riley Green might be on the way, like, I don't know. I, I buy a little bit of Tiger stock. Why not? Yeah, I mean, 
again in the chat, the re, re, uh, excuse me, the relief pitching, yeah, has been excellent. Um, they just need keep going. I don't know. I mean, this is this is why you play one sixty two to figure all this stuff out. The COVID list has definitely hit the Twins hard right now, and they have some guys that aren't going to be able to go to Toronto. Yeah, uh, for the series, they knew that. Again, I see this just being a slog at the end of the year. Uh, Guardians, we talked about them a little bit. They sweep the Royals. Uh, credit both ways to the Royals being awful this year. The worst team in baseball. Think about the start the Cincinnati Reds had. And they're a couple games better than the Royals. Guardians, uh, the people on here have heard me walk all over myself. I don't know what to do. I, I hate how their organization is run. I support their young players. They're playing defense. They were hitting to start the year. We know about their pitching. Trev, you just kind of talked me into it. Like, I think you're right. Like, I, I think there's going to be a day in August when <laughs> the Guardians, the White Sox, Detroit, and the Twins are all like four games apart. And it's kind of going to be the AL Central. What a beautiful place to be. Who's in position to get the most help? I think that's kind of what you have to look at. I think the Twins might be in the best position there to go like make a run at some, some players. Yeah. Um, they got some some high-level prospects at the, at the top of their organization. I don't know if they're going to be willing to part with them, but if they are, they could make a serious upgrade with the Montas or something like that. Uh, the Royals are going to be the buffet of – the yeah. big leagues like people are just going to go in there and just can i have that i'll take that i'll take that it's tough it's tough um yeah no that the the al central around the trade deadline that's that's going to be fun because you think assuming how the guardians operate you doubt they do something the white Sox are all in and they're getting some guys back do they have the young pieces to make moves uh we'll see uh, and then you're right, the Twins, a lot of their young bodies have kind of made a little display at the show this year. Do they make a nuclear move? Okay, that that just, that gave me a little bit more of a fun spin uh, on the whole thing. Tigers? Yeah. Okay. Um, Astros sweep the Athletics. I'm, I don't think we need to deep dive into the series. Sorry, Athletics. Sorry, Astros. Uh, even though you probably don't want my sorry. I tweeted this the other day, and you know, Anytime someone from John Boy Media tweets something about the Astros, you, you better be a little on edge. Um, I think the Yankees and Astros are on a beeline to see each other in the ALCS this year, um, round three. And I, <laughs> it's exciting and horrifying at the same time as a Yankees fan. These two teams, I think, have clearly stated that they are the class of the American League. Wow, just those two teams. Think about, I mean, the White Sox have eaten bugs this year. Toronto's getting back in the mix. I'll, I'll give you that. You could circle them. My Halos, they have the high-end talent, but they're on a big losing streak right now. Like, uh, right now, I, I think they are just, Toronto could very much get back in the mix. They're playing a better brand, and they have the talent. But right now, Yankees and Astros are, are on a different level. I can see that. I, I put the Rays in there as well, just because they're the Rays and sure. you know how they operate, and they'll probably make some big move as well. Um, Astros are incredible. They have they've been the class of the American League over the last what five six years. 
Yeah. And I know, I know, At least. I know we got the big scandal. I get that yeah. guy. I get that people, but the, the way they're able to draw within their organization, the trades that they've made, the decisions that, they, that they've made have just all turned out right for them. I, I, I said, there's no windows open air concept. I firmly believe that this is a team that just keeps extending that, you know, getting, getting your Jordan signed up now. Uh, it's just, they, are going to be a threat for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I think I found something that's not surprising about the Astros, but but a little bit like oh, some secret sauce. Like I went into Fangraphs, wanted to look at some defense stuff because I wanted to see how bad the Phillies are. And like they're bad, but whatever. Defensive metrics are what they are. With that said, like all the defensive metrics I understand, they all measure things a little differently. Astros are like by far best defensive team in baseball. They like just do all, all those little things. That's not even what you think about of, them as, right? You don't think about them that way at all. Nope. Who, who's, who's, who's scoring all those points for them? I think Pena. Pena, I think, does a ton. Pena. Um, Braggy's good, right? Like, I know he's, he's, he's grades out well there. Third. Yeah. That, that, the whole organization mistakes. It, it, Trev, you hit it. Like we we put up blinders because of of the 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 scandal that we're now what five years removed from. Like they're they know what they're doing. Uh, they know what they're doing, and they're going to be back. It, how about how about Carlos Beltran talking about knowing what's coming on the broadcast? <laughs> We we saw Carlos Beltran very briefly last night. Flex after the game, we, we had some media passes. Uh, yeah, you know he's uh, he is new <laughs> to media and he's finding his legs. End of sentence. Um, <laughs> um not going. It's funny you can laugh at that. Oh what yeah, I'm, I'm laughing. It's hilarious. He uh, he's he's learning. He's learning on the fly. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Um, so I. Uh, Yankees quick, Trev. If you want something to say, uh, they're pitching. Wait, you skipped over Blue Jays. White no, Sox. I was I was gonna go back to them. Uh, that's why I was okay. gonna check off the Yankees because I I don't really know what you say. They're look at their three pitching performances. I mean, it's, dominant. It's tough to lose those games. Um, the their first game of the year was a lot of Yankee fans' favorite games. Nine one. They were just dominated. Both every aspect of the game. They were special. Um, Matt Carpenter is now getting in the mix. Um, yeah, man, uh, they uh, it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I, I did get to watch a little bit of the game last night. <clears throat> Saw Tyone doing his thing, and shout out for us for you know when Tyone was on the Pirates and he was coming back from injury, we had him on the show, and he, uh, I think in his mind, like this is where he was always going to get to. I don't know if we necessarily believe that. You know, coming out, I think he, this is a second TJ, right? Yeah. And he is absolutely dominant. Watching him, like, kind of carve up that lineup. And then even, was it the seventh inning when he had to go through Trout, Otani, and Ward? His stuff is nasty. I, I, I don't remember facing I don't know if I've ever faced him. I'd have to look that up. But watching him from behind, like, it just, you can tell there's a little bit of, there's funk there. Yeah. Uh, and, like, a little bit of. You know, we always, I said this this morning on Baseball Today, we always talk about Nestor Cortez and how he's keeping everyone off balance and he's mixing his pitches and adding and subtracting. There is some funk there with Tyone as well. Like mm. there's there's a little hitch in the, in the windup. He hides the ball well. I think everything kind of comes out of the same slot there. 
and he's able to control, you know, four different pitches on any given night, you're fucked as a hitter. If you can do that and he's got like the stuff and you, you can throw the control in there as well. He's throwing these pitches for strikes. I mean, the uh, the Angels are on a skid right now. Uh, Madden throws out that maybe the Yankees were picking up on Syndergaard and Otani. They have two of their tougher outings on the season. Maybe. Um, uh, Angels are also in a skid right now. They're two games above 500 after that hot start. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, you're in a losing streak. Get out of it. That's all I can say. Otherwise, Angels, you want to be associated with Houston, not Texas and Seattle right now. And they're getting close to that. So, um, Rizzo with the big hit last night. Stadium was rocking. It's good vibes in the city. For the Angels, I think, you know, the pitching has come back down to earth a little bit, which is expected. You know, if you're an Angels fan, there's no way you thought they were going to perform the, the, the way they were during the beginning of the season. They can't, that was not sustainable. So now they have to find themselves as a team now. Like it's not like now is gut check time for them. You have, you have the offense there. Uh, Pitching is not going to be world-class. I don't think you can expect that. So, you know, wh- what's your, what's your identity and like, how are you going to get through the season? It's going to be kind of fascinating to watch this because we're, we're all real high on the angels at the beginning of the season, but I think probably our preseason view of them is more accurate. If that makes sense. It, it does, and it, it's just where it's stopping the bleeding. Every team in baseball is going to lose games. You're going to have bad stretches. It's, it, we are going to find out in the next couple weeks. Are the Angels, are they going to bounce back? Can you, can you win five out of seven and make sure you're not a 500 team? Or are you going to hang around 500 for a while? Because you're going to let other teams be around you. Does Seattle get in the mix? We'll see. Uh, dangerous game you don't want to play. A team that played that game, the Toronto Blue Jays, a few weeks ago, they were right back around 500. Uh, They are not anymore. They are winners of eight straight Trevor Plouffe. They are 10 games above 500. They sweep the White Sox, who can't seem to find it this year. A lot going on over there. Uh, The Blue Jays, we, we mentioned it, you know, the class of the AL. I think those young guys, they came in peacocking. They got a little punch in the mouth. They didn't get knocked out or anything. But uh, I think they woke up and they're, uh, they're ready to go. And, hey, I'm a Yankees fan. I openly admit that. I'm excited to see it. Like, I want to see what these boys got because there's so much talent. Like, Vladdy hasn't even really gotten going this year. You know? Yan- Chappie. Yan- Yankees Blue Jays like in a playoff series mm. that's something that I kind of like have to have I'd, ra- I'd okay. rather have that than Yankees Astros which is I really want that also I'd rather let the Blue Jays and the Strohs figure it out <laughs> and we'll see the winner of that but that's just me. yeah you know with the with the Blue Jays you, you still have some really really good starting pitching Barrios gotta get it going Benos. you know my guy, yeah. but Manoa's been there. Gossman's been there. I, I, this team is 162. They're going to be close to the top. I think you have to include them in the class of the AL also. If you're going to talk about Astros, Yankees, I think they're 100% there uh, in the top three. Mm. Mm. Chappie, let's go. Get it going a little bit, man. Get it going, Chappie. Get it going. Um, 
Beebs, I we we're running. Well, we're running. Well, it's it's a hot boy. It's a hot boy up. It's athletes know, players only. only. Players only. Me, Beebs, and Trev. Uh, I think we just check this box quick, and maybe we piss off both fan bases. Reds and Red Sox played a two-game interleague split. We kind of can't talk about it. That's yeah, nothing. We can talk about it. Reds get their first win uh, in Whitlock Fenway. Look good. Reds get their first win in Fenway since 1975. There's a good fun fact for you. What? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Reds Reds hadn't won in Fenway since I think it was October of 75. So it'd been a minute. Um, Reds, Red Sox. We hate that. Reds, Reds. Not aesthetically pleasing series. Yeah. We talked about that. I just remember that Trevor Story was in my dream last night. Okay. Let's let that out quick. He was hitting absolute missiles. And I believe I watched like a Johnny Gomes Instagram clip before I went to bed. And maybe that's what sparked this. Mm. I love Trevor story and I want the Red Sox to be good. I know what are they? They're flirting with 500. Now they're three or four games back. I hope they get a goal, man. I really do. Whitlock doing his thing. Six innings pitch one unearned run. He's nasty. Yankees had him. If you remember that. Yeah, Red Sox pitched in these two games. Um, and, hey, Reds, they deserve a little bit of love, man. They, they've they turned the ship around. They were 3-22. and 22. They are now 18-32. and 32. So that's quick math. 15-10 and 10 from the Cincinnati Reds when their season looked dead dead. Keep winning some games, boys. Jake, let me pose this question okay. to you. You're hungry. You've been here huh. before. Hungry Maybe dogs. right now. Hungry dogs run fast, my friend. A couple buffets in front of you, but they're yeah. different. Yeah. They're not all just one buffet. It's two different buffets. You got Cincinnati Reds buffet. You got the Kansas City Royals buffet. Which buffet are you going to? Reds or Royals buffet? I'm going Reds, man. Yeah. I'm going Reds. I think so, too. We got Hunter Green. We got Stevenson. No, Hunter Green's not going anywhere. Stevenson, I'm talking about oh, what can you shopping. eat. Oh, I'm the what Yankees you at eat? the buffet. You're the Yankees yeah, at the buffet. I thought you were You're... talking about watching games this summer. No, 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 no. Um, where am I going shopping? Luis Castillo, that's pretty nice. Uh, Is Moustakas going to be a Yankee? Like People like Benny. It, it would be Kansas City right now. I think, you know. It, they've got some pieces. Benny's been killing it. He's he's available. Carlos Santana probably, if you wanted him, um, would have to go through the roster. I think they have just more, like more Whip Merrifield that are interesting to trade for because the Reds like all the people you want besides Castillo. I assume, I assume not available. Yeah, it's basically Lu- task, but. Luis Castillo versus the field. I don't know. I I like Luis Castillo. They're both, both these buffets might run out of food, if you know what I mean. Ooh, what a buffet talk. What do the Red, who do the Red Sox have coming up? Because, you know, they had their hot bounce back streak. Okay, they're, oh, they're starting their West Coast trip. That's right. So they're at Oakland. Go, go handle your business there. And then they're yeah. at the Angels for four. Circle that one. And then at Seattle for three. So that, this is a big West Coast trip for the Sox. Big West Coast trip. 
I might go check them out. Uh, people are, are talking Kansas City Barbecue or Skyline Chili. That's oh kind of the... Oh, my God. I'll tell you what, though. That Skyline Chili, there's something about it that makes you want to come back and eat more. Have you, have you like, done it up right? I haven't done it up right, and if there's a person in the world that would genuinely like Skyline Chili, it would be me. Yeah. That's kind of... I think of, you would like it. There's, like, some cinnamony type yeah. taste to it. It's weird, but also, like... I, th- I mean, I like both. Kansas City Barbecue is really great. There's like this gas station that we used to order the sandwiches uh, from. Mm. What was it called? Oklahoma Joe's, I think it is. Okay, Shout out. Joe's. Okay. That was a lot of baseball people, but you all love it. This is talking baseball. This is what we do. This is how we be. <laughs> what was your Trevor Story dream? Um, he, it was, he was playing. I saw okay. him hitting homers. Okay. So I don't know if that was like... right foreshadowing or just kind of looking back like he obviously got in the tear here lately with all the homers and stuff like so I'm, I'm not really sure you know dreams we don't know much about them in this simulation hopefully we'll learn more uh soon and then i can go back and revisit this dream i forgot about the simulation <laughs> um trevor ploof let's go on to the second half of the show where we talk about some of the individual performances from this past week. And it's brought to you by Baseball Today with Trevor Plouffe and Chris Rose. Go check them out. We killed it today. We yeah. had a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of laughs today. You know, I, I th- I'm, I'm catching up on all the baseball. Right. So my my day today is more like, hey, let's have some fun and, and, and laugh. And then we'll get back into the serious stuff to come next week. But C. Rose does such a great job. Thank you to all the guys that filled in for me. Bug. Skiambi yeah. came on. Skiambi. Shambi. Shambi. Yep. I, I mean, I obviously know who he is. Sorry, I couldn't pronounce it. Uh, Joe's filled in for me. Jerry Blevins, Peter Moylan. I believe that was it. Thanks, guys. Good people. Um, go check it out. I mean, if you're listening to Talking Baseball, I can pretty much assure you'd like baseball today. Uh, we're doing it live on AMP. They're doing some callers, and we, we put it up on our, our Jam Baseball channel, so go check that out. Uh, Joseph Napier in the chat just described it as baseball today with dad and daddy. Mm. God, mm. I don't feel that sexy right now. Like you're sexy. I ate a lot of pasta. Yeah, you did. Drink a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. You know, Dua Lipa was in Florence the same time I All was. Right. You love Dua Lipa. I've been listening to kiss me more a lot lately. Um, Enough about me. Uh, Trev, let's do Matt Adnan Verk last night. Really nice guy. Incredible dude. ESPN, MLB Network. Saw Matt Vaskersian. Didn't say hi. There just mm. kind of wasn't a moment there. We'll get him another time. Uh, Trev, can I ask your standout performance from the last few days from Italy? Dua Lipa? I went a little off the beaten path here to a guy that's not really getting a lot of recognition because I think his team is kind of screwing that up a little bit. A guy that you normally wouldn't talk about on this team, but Andrew Vaughn yeah, of the Chicago White Sox, a Berkeley guy. So like a little bit underneath us Stanford guys, first rounder, third overall pick. Yeah. Uh, Still, still only 24 years old. He goes four for five with a homer a double and two RBIs. And he's kind of like been keeping the white Sox afloat, especially early on in the year. 
So I just wanted to give him a little bit of shout out. I do own a lot of his baseball cards, mm. a lot of autographs from Angevon. His hands must have been tired early on because that dude was in every collection of cards you could find. Uh, kind of split proof, hits righties and lefties. Uh, last seven days hasn't haven't been great, so it's nice for him to to get that performance. Maybe we'll get him going. Maybe he'll get the White Sox back on track. Lou Bob is back, but Andrew Vaughn, um, nice job. I'd be interested to see because I know they've moved him all over the field, um, and I think some of the defense has been eh. I wonder as we start talking this White Sox story is is he is he the future of the White Sox or is he a potential? You know, if the right trade comes along, is Andrew Vaughn the piece that they can rework and kind of address defense and offense at the same time or or pitching or whatever they're looking to do? Uh, he was he was on one of my pick to clicky uh, episodes early on this year in in one thirty one OPS plus. I I love watching him hit. Um, like you said, I mean third pick overall. This guy's no joke. He's twenty four years old. It, it looks like it's happening. And yeah, I wonder. This feels like the year the White Sox are either like, all right, Andrew Vaughn, you're going to be a part of the team for the next seven years, or. If there's a nuclear trade deadline deal that the White Sox can make, that's the guy that I think every team would be asking about. And I was thinking about that. I'm glad you brought that up because his road home road splits are pretty drastic here. Uh, 909 OPS on the road and 689 at home. Could be a Willie Adamas type guy. Get him out of there. Can't see the ball in Chicago. Like, what's, what's in center field there? There's like... A camera well. It's those, like pretty candy. Good they got those. It's a like, good hitter's eye. That's things. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. It's, it's okay. cold. Too fucking cold, it's dude. Cold. He's a Cali guy, right? Yeah, Santa Rosa, uh, Mac Dre. Mm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Vallejo, You ho. I did it for the yay. Okay, um, Trev. I'm going to a guy that it feels like we can almost talk about him every week. Um, and then I, I do this dance of like, all right, should we talk about him? Should we not talk about him? Adam Wainwright is unbelievable. Uh, he is 40 years old. His season is now 10 starts, a 2.75 ERA. <laughs> He's getting better. And he just went seven shut piece on the San Diego Padres. Two hits, one walk. 10 strikeouts. The part that gave me a little more juice, A, this is on Memorial Day. And Adam Wainwright, like, he's he's the kind of guy that would actually, like, take pride in that. Be like, I'm pitching on Memorial Day. You're about to see an amazing effort. He goes toe-to-toe with Snell, outdoes him. Um, And the thing that I love... That's just mind-blowing, especially when you see all these young starting pitchers getting pulled at 87. Like, we see a starting pitcher pulled at 84 pitches. We don't flinch. Wayno threw a buck 15 against the Padres on Memorial Day. Like, he's, uh, he's that dude, man. Uh, he's that dude. And I, I think, man, Trev, you're right. If they get Jack Flaherty back and he looks Jack Flaherty-ish, like... The Cardinals go from, like, I don't know, they're a good team, tough out, to, like, yo, St. Louis Cardinals. Pujols, Yachty, 
trying to make a memory in St. Louis history. Watch out. Nolan Gorman, the torch being passed to him. Uh, Adam Wainwright, my standout. He's such a stud. 40 years old. And not a young 40. I mean, he's pushing 41 here, dude. Yeah. I'm turning 36 here soon. And I tell you people, I'm in great shape for my age. I can't imagine playing baseball at a high level like he's doing right now. I know he's a pitcher, he's starting pitcher, you know, whatever, whatever, yeah. but he, he's he's awesome. And the Cardinals are going to be there, and the Rockies gave them Nolan Arenado and paid them to take Nolan Arenado. Yeah. Sure did. Wayne probably did say, I want the ball on Memorial Day. Was that? It wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't even supposed to pitch. He's right. like, fuck it, give me the ball. Right. It's like, yeah, two days rest. And he's, this guy does whatever the fuck he wants, and I love it. He's like doing like the old man taking a walk, I think it, he calls it now, where he's exploring the yeah. stadiums. He'll go on his off day and pop in a booth. Yeah. He'll pop in the booth and call a game. He is living, like, he's living the best life. Yeah. Pitching once every five days, dominating on a good team that he's been a part of since he was 23 years old. Like he is, he's garnered as much of a leash as you can have with an organization. He can do whatever he wants there. He's, he's a God there. It's the king. Uh, and he is, like I said, I mean, there's nobody having a better time in the big leagues right now than Adam Wainwright. I guarantee that. And by the way, he, he doesn't seem like that guy, but he's already called games. Like not, not even his he's good. Not even is like having fun this year, popping in booths. Like he's called games. He's gonna be around in our lives for a long time. Uh, Nicole Vela in the chat. Is this live or pre-recorded? This is pre-recorded. Uh, we pre-record these. Um, Trev. Oh no! What what should we do for slump watch? Do you want to hang? Do you want to? I'll go? do it. I'll I'll do it. We'll I'll cover your face quick. at least. Cover my face. Uh, Don't let people see. Slump Watch. Oh, Trev, talk about salt in the wound. The first name on Slump Watch is AJ Pollock. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Might might have broken your forearm. Uh, He goes two for four. I'm guessing you only played one game. Two for four with a homer. You're off Slump Watch, kid. You're off. That's how you get off. Nolan Arenado. He was 0 for 10. He goes 5 for 12 with a homer and three ribbies. Yes. Yes, Nolan Arenado. You're off. Ian Happ, okay. Two for 12, triple and a double and two walks. So he's still, he's in the mix. I'm going to wait on that. Uh, And then we had his friends, Rizzo and Schwarber. Uh, Rizzo goes two for nine, but a game-winning hit. That feels like that might get him off slump watch. And Kyle Schwarber lost his skip, uh, but he goes four for 11 with two homers. So he is... He's off with claps. He's a clear off slump watch. Um, I'm taking Rizzo off. New month, too. Arenado Pollock. Do we want to leave Happer? Um, Let's look into the new guys and see yeah. what we want to do with Hap. Michael Trout. Heard of him? 0 for 10. Uh, and Max Manis, who, who helps with our sheet, noted the last time we put him on slump watch, he got hurt. So I don't know what to do there. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., oh no, he was just starting to figure it out. He puts up an 0 for 10. Salvi goes 0 for 11. Bregman, 0 for 10. Will Smith, 0 for 8. Um, you know what? 
Biebs, I think I'm going to make this easy on us. I think I'm going full reset. Happer's coming here in like a week. Yeah. So we'll give him we'll give him the secret touch then. Yeah. You and he got I mean? two extra base hits. Right. Like and he was getting walked. Those would have been hits otherwise. So his OPS for the series in the sevens. Like yeah. He he wants to do better than that. He's fine. He's fine. Uh so your new slump watch. Mike Trout, 0 for 10. We'll get him hot now that he's left New York. Bobby Witt Jr., the kid. Tough series. We'll get it going. Salvi Perez, 0 for 11. Jesus, Kansas City. Those are the two guys you're watching these days. Bregman, it doesn't really matter for Houston, but we'll put him on. And Will Smith, the catcher. We need the NL catchers to pick it up. Yeah, he's He's been off the radar a little bit. Part of being on the Dodgers, but... We need the NL catchers to pick it up. Maybe Trev will go see him soon and give him the juice, but that... That is your new slump watch. Ploofy, we got you over there. I'm here. I was here for the whole thing. That wasn't as bad as I, I thought. No, it's it's a little motivational, you know? It's it's to get the boys going. Do you want to tell us who is Dirt Nasty's on Fuego? That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Mm. I like this part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. First, we're going to start off with Brandon Rogers in Colorado. I said he was a sneaky hot boy, so that's like as best of a compliment as you can get. Mm. Uh, five for seven, three Jimmy Jacks all in one game. Two doubles, four RBIs. That kind of sucks. Only four ribbies with the three homers. Mm. Four walks, two is nice. Uh, Jordan wow. Alvarez got the freaking bag. Six for 12, two homers, a double. Five. This could be any series... Like, Jordan, is he always in Fuego? Yeah. I feel like he's always on this freaking list. Yeah. Two homers, a double, five ribbies, and a hit by pitch. I don't know why that's in there. That's interesting. Mookie Betts has been on freaking fire. People were talking about he was washed up. Mm. And the Red Sox won that trade. At the beginning of the year, go back and check Twitter. Mm. Six for 13, two homers, a double, three RBIs, two walks. Wilson Contreras is not only a good mentor, he can hit a little bit. Seven for 15, two homers, a double, four ribbies, two walks, and a hit by pitch. Jesus Sanchez, light tower power. Ever mm. heard of it? Me and him, mm. basically the same person. Five for 11, two homers, four RBIs. How far did that one go? 496. Oh, shit. Give him the 500. Yeah. That's the furthest one in the show this year, right? I believe so. Yeah, it is. I think, and then it's like Jordan and Shroud are tied below that, something like that. Yeah. Jace Peterson, nice triple to get the Brewer, the Brewers back in the game. Four for nine, a homer, that triple, two doubles, two RBIs. Teoscar Hernandez, also a stud. I feel like he's all, he, always on this. Six for 12, homer, four doubles. I'm a doubles guy. Four ribbies, two walks. Starling Marte, let's go. Five for 13, two homer, six RBIs, and a walk. And then Austin Riley, young, thick. Mm. Young, thick, five for 13, two homers, five RBIs, and a walk in that. My friends, is who is a fuego. Man, Chase Peterson, you kind of have to be a baseball nerd, but go go check out his baseball reference. He looked looked like he might have been on the way out. 2019, he played 30 games with Baltimore, and they weren't pretty, and it kind of wasn't too pretty before that. Now he's this, like, super utility weapon for Milwaukee, with an OPS right around 800. Like, go, Jace Peterson, go. Um, Trev, you want to do uh, you want to do your first award? I'll do my award. It's going to be quick. 
Um, again, I've been out of the loop for a couple of weeks here, but I'm going to give it to um, California Dreaming. That's what I'm going to call mm. it. Okay. And we talked about this guy. I just had a dream about him, Trevor Story. Mm. Let me tell you guys a little story about Story. Okay. Plays in Colorado. Really good ball player there. Does a lot of things the right way. Gets kind of shaken up, tossed around, treated poorly, I would say. Uh, towards the end of the career there in Colorado, finds a home with Boston, signs the deal, and then gets off to a very rough start. Um, if you look at his stats in April and March, uh, 224 batting average, 596 OPS. People were calling for his head, basically. Uh, can't believe we signed him for this long. But if there was anyone that I think we would say, don't worry about this guy, he's going to be fine. It's a guy like Trevor Story. And people often forget about the human element to this game. You know, uprooting, finding a new place, especially a place like Boston, where it's like winning is demanded there. Like nothing short of that is accepted. And, you know, to go in and to be a new face where you, ha- you don't have the credibility there, you had it all in Colorado, doesn't transfer. People forget that. Your credibility from one organization does not transfer over to the next organization. Gets off to a bad start. Here's the booze. Uh, you know, all the columnists writing things about him. But here we go in May. And what he did in May is more like what we expect. Now, he, bad batting average there, 218. The, the on-base percentage, uh, 317. But he slugged the hell out of it. He slugged eight four, uh, excuse me, 525 to get his OPS up to an 842. By the end of the year, Trevor Story is going to be right where he needs to be. 752 OPS right now. He's garnered 1.4 baseball reference war. He'll be in the 800s with his OPS. He'll play good defense. I think the Red Sox are going to be back kind of closer in the mix, and everyone's going to forget about this start. And that's a lesson to everybody. Man, like let this guy, let it breathe a little bit because it is a big change going from one organization to another, a completely different league. Uh, It takes a little bit of an adjustment period. Trevor Story, I love you. Ever since he came on, I didn't really pay much attention to him before he came on our show. Like, obviously, I knew he's a good ball player, respected his game, admired it from afar. But talking to that guy, it was just very evident to me this guy's like a winner. Like he's like he's gonna find a way to get the job done. So, and he's he's getting it back. And I just dreamt about him, so he gets my award. A couple Trevors, he's in your dreams. Yeah, he he was one of those funny. I mean. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Boston fans that had to hide some of their tweets that, you know, this guy's not built for Boston and et cetera, et cetera. And kind of like you said to start the episode, Trev, we're starting to get to the point in the year where it's like, hey, if not now, when? Uh, and a couple weeks ago, Trevor Story picked his when. He's starting to go. Um, and the numbers are starting to end up in a really nice place. I mean, nine homers, six stolen bases, no caught stealings. He had a big series. And I know yeah. that. And it counts for a lot of his, sure. his numbers. I'm just, he's going to be there. Yeah. He'll be there at the end of the year. His numbers will be there at the end of the year. And if that's the case, which I firmly believe it will be, then we're going to have some massive weeks, months coming up here out of Trevor's story. New position, new league, new team, all of it. Um, I wanted him to be a Yankee. Uh, so how about that? And he's wearing a Celtics jersey. Yeah. Like he's acclimating. Oh, my God. I, that's a little pandering. He's pandering. I get it. You Gotta have it. to. He In that Celtics jersey, and a couple of guys were tweeting this, he looked like such a Southie Boston dude. Oh, my God. 
Where's he from? A little bit. He's from Texas. He's a Texas guy. That's right. Back. Not a Southie. Or are they the same? Maybe they Uh, are. What's Southie? Um, Trev, great award. I am giving out the Awkward Girl at the Dance Award. Mm. Trev, we're all young. We're all figuring it out. You know, I... This might surprise people. I'm a little short. Um, you know, my, my confidence wasn't always there at the high school dance. You know, we all have some different flaws and concerns. And you know what? At the high school dance, you know, every girl deserves to get some flowers. Um, every girl. And you know what? Maybe there's some girls that they were Not every girl nervous to talk to boys or, or whatever it is. Trev, we gave out our... Our pedals uh, on on Wednesday, and you were given your votes from from Italia to help clear it out. Jonah Heim won the AL catching position, um, you know, which is kind of funny because we had a lot of talks about him in April. But did he play enough, et cetera, et cetera? His numbers were still very nice. That night after we recorded, my guy Alejandro Kirk hits two home runs. Off of our friend, Lucas Giolito, a little small on tall crime. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, he had a great little series, 5 for 12. Uh, and his numbers, you could argue, are right there with Heim. Alejandro Kirk, there's an argument he could have deserved some flowers. Or at least a petal. And he didn't get him this month. Guess what? He might get him soon or down the road because he's a damn good baseball player. And when we see the Blue Jays later this year, October, you're going to see that dude in the action because he's awesome. He's an awesome baseball player. He's an awesome watch. He makes that Blue Jays lineup so dynamic, what he does from the catcher's position. He deserves some flowers. All the girls at the dance deserve some flowers. Alejandro Kirk, my short king, uh, he gets my award. Okay. Yeah. I don't agree with that every girl deserves flowers. Okay. Uh, there are some girls who don't. Okay. I like Alejandro Kirk though. I've learned I've learned to really appreciate what he does. And I wasn't sure. Because you have like a you know a comparison Williams Astudio and Alejandro Kirk, but I think Kirk is much more accomplished in the box. He's absolutely proven that. So go Alejandro Kirk. I like that. And my f- Did I ever tell you my uh, my freshman year dance story? Let's do it. That's a good one to end on. We're getting close to the we episode. Got, we got to stimulate. Let me do this real quick. Is that how your dance ends? A little stimulation? I had a crush on this girl since like fifth grade. She was a year older than me. We get to freshman year of high school. She's a sophomore. I go to this dance. She's there. Can't muster up the energy or the confidence to go ask her to dance. I want to. I'm sitting there like, fuck, I want to dance with her. Finally, DJ comes on. He goes, boom. It's the last song of the night. So I'm like, dude, I got to go now. And the song is... Uh, a slow song. Like, mm. It's perfect. It's and but so I go there, I ask her to dance, she says yes. And the song is like called Last Dance or Last Chance, whatever mm. it is. So it starts off slow, and I'm stoked on that. I didn't know 
that song gets fast. Oh, okay. And ends up, you have to like actually dance. I wasn't confident in my dancing abilities at the time. So here I am now hearing the tempo pick up as I'm slow dancing and I got to figure out a way to get through this dance. Somehow I did it. Mm. Wasn't happy with it. Pretty embarrassed, embarrassed with my performance. Uh, but I'll never forget, like when that song comes on, I actually warn people like, hey, this is not a slow mm. song. So if you're one of those guys that only slow dances, which there are some guys that right. do that, not the song for you. Damn. Even Trevor Plouffe, people. Even Trevor Plouffe. She, um, uh, yeah, and, and it didn't happen. Like she didn't like me. So. You, you guys still stay in touch? No. Trev, her loss. Alejandro Kirk, 301-379-8080 OPS, but I have a stat that'll make you stimulated. 18 walks, 14 mm. strikeouts. I love that. My dude is that's, a tough that's my, that's my stat. You're right about that. That's Roman <laughs> That's Roman stuff right there. 1.6 B war right now? Yeah. Almost an 800 career OPS? Okay. Yeah. He's diffy. 23 years old. But we judge him because he's listed 5'8", 245. <laughs> that's on me, for real. That's true. That's right? from what he was listed. And, but this yeah. is why baseball is beautiful, people. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. BBD, stimulate us on the way out, Big Daddy. I actually have the sheet so I can feed you the series. Awesome. Of... Jameson Tyone, best friend of the week, obvious. Obviously. Almost had the perfecto going. We'll get it next time. Uh, his last two starts, he gave up two hits in each start. He is a beast. I Someone brought this up in the chat, and I did see this stat. If you, like, go the last or only the last 100 plate appearances over the last year, Danny Jansen's, like, has the best OPS in baseball. Dude, the, the Blue Jays catching position is nuts right now. Um, it's nuts. Um, he used to just be a Yankee killer. Now Danny Jansen's doing it. Kirky's a freak. Blue Jays, watch out. It's going to be a fun summer in Toronto. BBD, hit that music. Today is Friday, June 3rd, and if the playoffs started today in the National League, we would have a wild card series between the San Francisco Giants and the Milwaukee Brewers. Stimulate. Giants. Giants. The Brewers out. In round one, Trevor Plouffe does not like that. The other side of the wild card, the St. Louis Cardinals would play the San Diego Padres. Padres. Wow. Padres, Cardinals, tough for the NL Central. They got so much love this episode. That means the New York Mets would play the San Francisco Giants. That's a fun series. Mets. Mets advance to the NLCS to face the winner of the Dodgers and the Padres, BBD. Padres. Padres. They do it. Wow, maybe some deadline acquisitions. Mets, Padres to go to the National League, represent the National League in the World Series. Padres. Whoa! We might have to check the stimulator. My goodness. Um, Okay. From the American League, here's a shit show. The Twins and the Angels. Twinkies. Didn't even need to tee it up. Twinkies, they win a playoff series. It happens. Let's go, baby. 
our year. The other wild card matchup, the Blue Jays and the Rays. Go Jays, baby. The Blue Jays get it done. Talent wins. The Minnesota Twins riding high off their wild card run into the Houston Astros. Strohs. Strohs go to the ALCS. I am not surprised. The Yankees and the Jays. Trevor Plouffe said he wants to see this matchup. Yankees. The Yankees advance, and oh boy, we're doing it again. Yankees, Astros. It's the Astros. Oh, no. no. I like this series, BBD. Astros, Padres. Astros, Padres, World Just Series. I'm not going to be so able to... So much uh, testosterone in this series. A lot of juice. Stimulate me. Houston. Your 2022 World Series champions are the Houston Astros. Man. I don't hate it. We had a great episode. Trevor Plouffe, it's great to have you back. The stimulator. I mean, it doesn't lie. It doesn't lie, people. Thank you, guys. I saw Jack Sucks. Everyone, wish John Boy that his mouth is feeling better. We will see you guys back on Monday, finding out what happened this weekend. Love you guys. Chipper Jones, my friend. Yes. <laughs>